Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. And I've got a special guest here. He's actually sitting in Mario Mancini's house at the moment, in Mario Mancini's chair. Mr. Paul Roma, how are you doing, man? I am good, Maurice. It is great to be here, man. Thanks for having me back on your show. Pleasure, pleasure as always, man. People are always kind of interested into what you have to say, and you don't really do a lot of these interviews, so I appreciate you coming on with me. Well, listen, you know what? Um, Mario speaks highly of you. I have no issues with you, and um, so it's nice to be on. I get, I get, um, I don't want to say bothered. I get asked a lot, um, and you know, my time is is limited because of the running around that I'm doing. Like I was supposed to drop my daughter off at gymnastics, but you know, I came on to do this. So she's getting a ride with the missus and uh, then I'll go and get her later on after I try to work out a little bit. Um, but it's always running around, always doing something. So, but like I said, I made time because it's, it's you and Mario speaks highly of you and, and I like you, I got no issues with you. So that's cool. Mario's put me over. Mario put you over. Yes. <laughs> Now you spent yeah, a career but, putting people over. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be. Um, I'm gonna be in. Uh, oh, where am I gonna be? Hold on. You're I'm gonna be in there. Manchester very I'm soon. Be in Manchester, but I'm coming through Ireland, Dublin. That's right. Okay. Yep, I'm gonna be uh, in Dublin for a little bit. So I've never been oh, to really? Ireland, and uh, I could check it off my bucket list, but not really. You know what I mean. <clears throat> let's let's yeah. let's organize something for when you're in Dublin, then, or if you want to have leisure time. That's fine as well, but we can talk about doing something if you want. Okay, yeah, that'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah, when are you, are you co you're coming to Dublin before you get to Manchester? Yeah, so there were there were uh, they gave me a, a couple options, um, but you know, I, I I saw this like five hour excuse me I saw this five hour option layover in Dublin, and I was like, oh that's cool, you know I'll get a hold of Maurice and you know we can meet up and and then I said wow, but then. I have like this eight hour layover and there were so many, there were like three layovers. I go, you know, I can't do it. Uh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to be sitting in an airport for five yep. hours over here, eight hours over here, three connections. So I said, uh, let me go with this one. And I think it's a short stitch uh, in uh, Dublin, but you know, again, I'll get you all the information once I get my, my tickets and stuff. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, you were kind of, I was approached um, about a month ago from Wrestling Bios. They're a big YouTube channel and they wanted to use what you said about the Alex Wright match on their YouTube channel. And I said, yeah, go ahead, because you haven't really, I suppose, spoken about it that much since it happened. Right. And so they put that out there. I don't know if, did you see that piece that they put together? No. Um, I'll send it to you after the show anyway. It was basically a synopsis of what you said and what he said and what various other people said from flair and whoever else to what happened. Um, any thoughts since about that stuff? Cause I know you wanted to kind of touch on the Alex thing again to me. Well, somebody had sent me, um, what Alex Wright, Alex Wright's interview. Now I know things could be dubbed and, you know, I take it for what it is. Clear in the air. He was, he was um, uh, an object, for lack of a better word, of a bad situation. So they they ba basically cornholed him. He, he was he was stuck between a rock and a hard place, and 
whether he, I think at that time he was so young. I don't think he had the, the mental attitude to, to get out of it and to realize what really was going down at the time, you know, me taking control of the match, the entire match, um, you know, not selling anything. It wasn't against him. It wasn't personal. And I, I think, you know, people always want to stir up that hornet's nest to get something out of it. Right. Cause you, you know, you get to talk back and forth. Oh, this is really good. This is really good. It's not about that. Um, I have no issues with Alex. I've spoken to him since. And um, again, it wasn't personal against him. It would, that would have been with anybody because of the agreement that we had. It was personal with, with flair against me because he knew the deal, you know, and I didn't have time to talk to the office and say, Hey, what's going on? You know, this came out of his mouth. Whether that was true or not, I don't know to this day. And I rightly don't care. I did what I did. I don't regret what I did um, because it wasn't personal. So I don't regret it. You follow? Um, yeah. Again, Alex is a, I think he's a great guy. He was a great kid at the time. Um, I spoke to him since. And, and, you know, again, I think we parted we, we, we came to an understanding, to an agreement that everything is cool between us. Um, but again, at that, at that date and time and the knowing what I was capable of, my ability, my strength, um, he was in a bad situation. So he went with it and I, I kind of manhandled him throughout the match. But again, that was to show that I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do what I need to do. I don't regret it to this day. I feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I, I did feel bad that, for lack of a better word, I took it out on this kid. But it was to send the message. And what better way to send the message than on live TV, on a pay-per-view? Yeah. You can't edit it. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. There to stay. You, you guys actually, because a lot of people have the misconception that that was your last match in WCW, you were gone straight away, but you actually worked a few house shows with Alex even directly after this, maybe four or five matches together. Um, and that was the agreement to put him over in the house show matches. How were those matches after what had happened? So I've never heard fine. you speak on that. Yeah, it was fine. There was nothing. I mean, we, we got in the ring. We did our thing. We had what I thought, you know, again, were good matches. Um, I finished up the rest of my um, bookings and then I was done. And that's when I headed on out to uh, Germany. And not yeah. long after that, I would say. Yeah. And like, just when I was looking through your database of matches, it's like you had a brief stint back into WWF in 97 for two shotgun Saturday nights shows. How did that come about? Uh, I had a, a friend of mine who wanted to get into wrestling in the worst way for the longest time. And I kept, yeah. uh, you know, kind of telling him, no, no, no. You know, I, I really don't want to do this with you. So he begged me and I said, okay, fine. This is what we'll do. So I will get you a shot with me as a tag team. We were, we were calling ourselves the pretty primos because we were both Italian, right? So pretty primos. Yeah. Um, but he, when they gave us a, a shot, I think it was in Long Island. They gave us a shot there, and then we went to New Haven Coliseum, 
and they give us a second yeah. shot. They said, well, maybe he was nervous. But, yeah, I guess you could say that. And and he, he froze for the most part. Uh, the guys took advantage of him. I got pissed because it was, a you know, supposed to be like a dark match. So I came in and cleaned house. And then uh, they grabbed me in the back and they said, hey, let's come to New Haven. You know, let's give you another shot. So they gave us this, this kid, uh, Russell, and, and uh, somebody else. Um, Russell was green. He, he sucked. Uh, not to say that, you know, my, my partner was any better, but we and he kind of knew what to do because Fuji worked with us. We went down to Tennessee where Fuji lived and Fuji worked with us for a little while or worked with him and tried to get us to gel together. Um, they basically said, you know, thanks, but no thanks is really what it came down to. And mm. that was it. And I, my agreement with him was this. I try to get you in. Once you're in, I'm bailing out. So we'll be a tag team, but then I'm I'm out because I don't want to do this anymore. And he yeah. agreed, but it never came, so it was fine. And was there any interest in WWF keeping you at that point? No, no, no. they didn't show any interest. Um, yeah, but they still they, had... they still were welcome to you coming in and doing that favor for your friend, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they didn't know the the, the second half of it. They yeah. thought we were coming in to be, you know, the pretty primos, the tag team. And then at the end, we would give the guy a kiss basically on the lips as the kiss of death. Yeah. And then we'd beat him, you know. <clears throat> um, but again, it's, we didn't, it's not like somebody who was um, seasoned. So he, he wasn't that good. Um, and that's what, you know, they wanted to see what he had. They didn't want, they knew yeah. me. They didn't want to know what I had. Um, and it just, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't pan out for whatever reason. It didn't pan out. Yeah. There's a couple of fan questions here. Um, loved watching Paul Roma, especially when he was in power and glory. Could you please ask him about his kickboxing days? Oh, well, let's see. So before I got into wrestling, obviously I, um, I got into kickboxing and I was trained by a, a great teacher who I thought was a great teacher. Uh, Matty Melisi. And uh, he was about maybe five, six, about 130 pounds. Well, let me tell you, when this, when my instructor, when he hit you, man, you knew you got hit. When he kicked you, you knew you got kicked. Um, he knew how to hit you with all of that 130 pounds, which I thought was great. So I, um, I would, I went in with a group of my buddies. And they were the ones who got me in. They were like, come on, man, this is going to be great, you know. And uh, a couple more police officers. So they, they wanted to learn more stuff. Um, yeah. But they wouldn't fight me. They, <laughs> they wouldn't spar with me. They, um, they had to – I had to start working with uh, either Maddie or his instructor. And I forget his name, and I apologize for, for forgetting his name. I think his name was Rob. I think his name was Rob. So uh, – those are the guys I had to work with because I was just, you know, something loose upstairs when, when I was there, I'd let the, you know, I, I couldn't fight you for even sparring with you. It was, I didn't have that. Um, I didn't want to hurt you. Let's put it that way. So I had to wait for you to do some damage to me. So if you kick me in the head or you punch me in the head or, you know, in the face, whatever, 
okay, now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show you that didn't bother me and I'm going to come after you. And that's what I did. And, and that's when the um, police officer, uh, my buddy who said, Hey, you know, he saw me one day at a park with my, my family and he goes, Hey, can you still take a punch? And I looked at him really weird. I was like, what, like, what, what do you mean? And he goes, can you still take a punch? I said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Can I still take a punch? He goes, remember back in the day, man, when we kickbox, man, you let those guys hit you. Can you still take a punch? I said, well, I don't know. I guess so. I've been in a fight in ages, you know? So he wanted me to box. He was, a, he was managing a fighter and he wanted me to box. And he took me up to Kevin Rooney's school. And um, I got in the ring and Kevin said that he wanted to keep me and not his, his other guy that was, you know, the fighter. Um, and then, you know, we were supposed to do this thing where I would get some fights and then I would fight uh, Gastineau and it'd be the first wrestler to fight a pro football player. And that would be really good and blah, blah, blah. And then Gastineau gets beat and then there was no more hype anymore. So that was it for me. And I just said, I had enough. I mean, I'm too old to be doing this stuff. You know what I mean? As far as boxing's concerned, you got to start when you're like nine. Yeah. So yeah. I think I was like 30 or something like that. It's some yeah. stupid number. So too yeah. late getting into the game. Yeah. Again, it was, it was a, um, it was an angle, right? It was an angle. It's like, it's like Tyson, you know, people want to see him get beat. And people want to see him win, but they're paying to see both. Mm. You know what I mean? The boxing, the, the, the boxing world has gone crazy. Like over here tomorrow, we got Floyd Mayweather. Or sorry, Saturday night. Floyd Mayweather is fighting some guy from reality TV over here on pay-per-view on Saturday yeah, night. And, and I heard he can go, Maurice. Yeah, 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 he can go, yeah. But this guy, I think he's had maybe five or six boxing matches. And now yeah, he's fighting Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And at the he same, and at the same guy. time, at the same time in Saudi Arabia, you got Jake Paul fighting. Who was he fighting? Uh, t uh, Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's brother. I don't know. Boxing has gone into a kind of a strange kind of celebrity world. It happened when our guy Conor McGregor fought Floyd a few years yeah. back, and it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of got worse since. You know, in my yeah. opinion. But well, you know, I mean, they're they're looking for angles. They're looking to, you know up the product somehow you know everybody's yeah. into the mma now you know i mean sure. mma is the the gladiator of the roman times right other than using swords which is going to be next they're going to you know start killing one another or at least cutting each other um you know that's the real deal i mean they're tearing people's ears off and you know they're just busting people up um you know there there has to be so much brain damage to these guys when they're done you know, when do you stop? When is enough money enough to where you still have some brain cells and you can function as opposed to now you're so beat up. You don't know what day it is. You don't know where you are. Somebody has to remind you what your name is and yeah. you can't count the money that's in the bank because you can't count anymore. So, you know, again, but I do understand the competitiveness of it. Right. I mean, when you think yeah. about you work that hard to get that far, you just don't want to stop. So I, I get that too. But again, your handler, somebody um, has to put an end to it for you, whether you want to or not. They got to say, okay, listen, you, you, you can still function. You're not, you're not shitting or pissing your pants 
anymore. So, you know, or, or you haven't done yeah. that yet. So let's get out of it while you can. How much more money do you need to, to live the rest of your life out? Right. Yeah. I mean, okay. So, you know, enough. And, but nobody does that. They, they just see that, that green and they keep going and keep going. And then, you know, it's too late. And you know what? Maybe at the end, they don't remember a damn thing anyway. So what do they, what do they lose? You yeah. know, they can have 50 million in the bank, but they don't even know they got 50 million. So did they lose it? Probably not. Yeah. Just cutting a couple of more comments here. Paul Roma looks a lot like Ken Shamrock. I've seen a lot of people writing that on my videos lately. You do okay, you know listen, Ken? Listen, I'm going to cut you off. Let me tell you something. And I, I saw Ken Shamrock and I said this to him. I am much prettier than Ken Shamrock. Okay. <laughs> and I told him that just so you all know. No, I, I, listen, Ken's a great guy. Uh, what I know of him. And um, I, I was in actually in Vegas and somebody, I was at a crap table and somebody said, I think that's Ken Shamrock. So the, the guy goes, you know, and I heard him chatting, even though, you know, and it, he goes, uh, hey, excuse me, are you Ken Shamrock? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm much prettier than Ken Shamrock, you know, and the, and the table popped. They thought that was great. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I gotten that a few times. And that's actually what I come back with, that I'm much yeah. prettier than this man. You could be called worse than Ken. Do you think Power and Glory could have worked as a face tag team? I remember seeing two matches on primetime where you and Herc worked face. Were they the only two times? Um, I don't think we worked face. I think that's how it happened. Um, and the, the matches that you saw, if I remember those matches, if those are the ones we're speaking of, um, we were cheered. We we're supposed to be bad guys, but they cheered us. So we went back out again and they, they killed our music and, you know, they threw slick with us and they still cheered us. So we're beating up baby faces and they're cheering the bad guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's when um, you saw what happened at the uh, pay-per-view where uh, Hercules, or I shouldn't say the pay-per-view at the TV where Hercules charged the ring between the two rockers. He separated them. And then him and I stood up and we were, we were ready to go toe to toe with them. And we, we did, you know, for the most part, um, they had to do something because people were cheering us. So they had to turn us, you know, bad guy. Mm -hmm. So what were the rockers like? What were the rockers like now that you touched on them, Sean and, and Marty, were they like a lot of people that aren't in the business will have their opinions of them back in the day that they liked to party and they were difficult outside the ring, but inside the ring, they were cool. What, what did you make of those two guys? Um, so every, I always say this, everybody is different to everybody, right? Like, yeah, you know, you and me may get along, but you may not get along with, you know, the next guy. Um, I'll say, Hey, he's a great, Big guy and that other guy say he's, he's a piece of garbage. So, you know, um, phenomenal workers as a tag team, tremendous. And um, outside the ring, did they love the part? But yeah, you know, a, a lot of people did, but, but they did. Uh, Marty more than Sean, but, you know, they, they were a team, so they did. They hung out. Um, I, I never had an issue with them at all. Uh, other than that little story I told when, you know, about my son wanting, you know, being upset and, and yeah and you know i mean that's all sean we're gonna be married but um that was it i mean for not i'm gonna workers and and sean from what i understand now is working with 
WWE or NXT or yeah, there's a there's a there's a problem there with your microphone, Paul. Um, just not picking up properly. Just um, a second, okay. Yep, cool. Yep. Just gonna mute Paul there for a second. Thanks for the questions, guys. Um, keep them coming in. I'll ask as many of them as I can. We're here for the next 40 minutes or so. And um, I'll try to get through as many questions as I can, Paul, then. Yeah, that's working. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I see if that works. I think uh, I had to I think it was going low. Well. Yeah, I'll just go. I'll go back to the original question because it kind of broke up again. Just about the Rockers, okay. Sean and Marty, and your experience of them inside and outside the ring. Okay, um, so like I said, that you know nobody heard. Uh, great guys, <laughs> phenomenal workers, probably the best tag team, um, uh, babyface tag team out there. And um, you know, again, everybody had their own partying, you know, skills, fun. Um, they're very professional in the ring, very easy to work with. And um, I thought they were great guys. And now I see that, well, I hear that. Um, you got Sean working with uh, NXT or WWE or, you know, one and the same. And yeah. uh, I, again, I don't really watch much of it, if, if any. Um, but from what I understand and from what all my students tell me, he's doing one hell of a job, you know, him yeah. and, um, triple H. So, yeah. um, and again, you know, let me clear the air about something else. So I always speak my mind and I, for what you all understand, I speak the truth, good, bad, or indifferent. And there was a time when I hammered triple H you know, coming into pay-per-views, kind of sort of like unannounced, you know, um, had to be main event and all that other stuff. And he could do that because, okay, we all know who he is. <clears throat> and again, if I hear something good about somebody, I'm going to throw it out there too. I'm not the one that just throws the bad stuff out and hammer somebody. And I heard that he did a lot of good things um, for the wrestlers as far as smartening them up financially what to do what not to do yeah. um you know invest have something when when you leave the business and you know i was blown away by that i thought that was great i really thought you know the world of of what he did um same thing with john cena right uh i think john cena and i've said it god so many times that to me he was just shit <laughs> you know, you know, look, okay, great. You know what I mean? Can't wrestle a lick and you suck. But when I found out that he was legit with, I believe it's make a wish. Oh yeah. He's the highest, highest ever. Highest, yeah. most, uh, the most really, wishes granted ever. Really changed my opinion about him. Okay. You know, you find out things about people. Now, mind you, I don't know him on a personal level. Not at all. So I was just um, speaking from 
what I heard from other people, other wrestlers. Was it true? Yeah, probably. probably. Probably was a real shithead. You know what I mean? He thought he was all that and then some. But to do this uh, for Make-A-Wish, kudos, baby. You know what? I, I, think he's a, I think he's a great guy. I don't mean on a personal level that I know him like a friend. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying, what he does, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that point. And a lot, a lot of people know you You mentioned Triple H. In his early days in WCW, actually, I think tag team with you for one or two matches. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, and it was fun, actually. <laughs> At least I thought, I remember it being fun. I remember laughing. He did, so, I forgot what he did. It was something he did. And and he called something or other. And, you know, we just had a, a, a chuckle out of it uh, on the apron and going in the back into the locker room. Um so, yeah, you know, again, people, if they don't take the time to understand who and what you are, where you're coming from, they just take it, you know, for hindsight, you know, there it is. Um, yeah. And again, I didn't have to come on here and, and say something nice about Cena. No one would have thought any any less. I didn't have to say anything nice about Triple H. Nobody would have missed it. I'm saying it because, you know what, there's a great platform. And I hope, you know, the people that heard me say the bad things, hear me say the good things. Yeah. Because that's just who I am. You know what I mean? I, I shoot from the hip. And, and I think, you know, I want to be fair. And when I find something bad out, and if I'm going to bring it up, I have to, for the most part, I have to have proof. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part. Um, but again, now I hear something good. Did I witness it? You know, him doing all this stuff? No, but obviously he's doing it because it's been put out there. So, you know what? Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. And, again, I heard from a reliable source about uh, Triple H. And I think it's phenomenal that he's smartening these guys up instead of just, you know, blowing it on, on drugs and drinking and cars and, you know, not doing the right thing with, with your money. So, you know, good for him. I think that's great. Yeah. And if I saw him tomorrow, I, I all joking aside, I mean, all joking aside, aside from shaking his hand, saying hello, I would honestly say that to him. I say, you know, what? I heard some great, really good stuff about you. Even though I said some shit about you, I heard some really good <laughs> stuff about you. And I want to, I just want to say, you know, I, I think that's great. Yeah. You know, how many, how many people will say that? Yeah. Not many that I know. Of. Someone asked, uh, who's your favorite wrestler to work with as a single? Wow. Um, wow. Well, I mean, working with either or either one of the rockers was it's an it's a day off. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's easy. However, as a babyface, when I worked with uh Mr. Perfect, that was fun. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, working with Harley Race in the beginning, it was you, you walk in, you're like this, you, you're so stressed because here's this legend and, you know, you're just young kid and, and you're just going in the ring. He's like, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. You know, and the next thing you know, he's doing everything. Um, so there were so many people that I, I really can't say that real favorite, you know, single okay. person because everybody brought something different. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
I hope yeah, I answered yeah. that question. I wasn't beating around the bush. Trust me. It's it's hard to single out one person. Here's a good comment. You'll enjoy this one. I want to see Paul Roma walk backwards on the top rope and axe handle Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guy, uh, guy or girl, whoever wrote that, um, I don't think that's going to happen. Ric Flair doesn't want any of Paul Roma. Um, you know, he has We've other. Given up, we, have, have we given up on that one? Listen, he. I think he gave up on it. I didn't. I didn't give up on it. But you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to chase chase my own tail. It doesn't make sense to, to chase my own tail. Uh, I threw it out there. Obviously, he heard about it because he mentioned it. So, it's there for you. You don't want it. I get it. You want to yeah. do what you're doing. So be it. It's fine. I told I told you this week that he said that he wanted to be reinducted into the Hall of Fame as part of Evolution with Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton. Is is this just a case of wanting your name in the headlights again? Well, let me ask you this: How many times has Triple H been inducted into the Hall of Fame? I don't think Triple H is in the Hall of Fame yet. He's not in. Well, he well he is through DX, and I think he's he's there through DX anyway. Okay. But he ha I don't think he's had his solo induction yet. Okay. All right. So, but again, these are, so if, if Flair got inducted as a horseman and then he gets inducted as a single wrestler, that makes sense. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. Right? So th that's cool. That makes sense. If he wants to get inducted so that he can say, I've been inducted three times or four times or five times or 10 times. Um, yeah. He, he's obviously... You know, he's trying to keep his name out there. Um, he doesn't want people to forget about him. Um, but again, what 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 is he going to get from that? I don't know. Right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think, so take wrestling for what it is. The one thing that I never forgot. And the one thing that he definitely forgot is, and even though AEW, I heard, is doing this, okay? There are no real, legit win and loss. Yeah. Okay? This isn't football, baseball, basketball, hockey. It's none of that, okay? This is wrestling. If we went out there, it would be, and, and fought legit, it would be MMA. Sure. Right? That's what it would be. Yeah. MMA, legit. They have win and losses because they're out there beating the shit out of one another. So you're a bad would you fight? Would you, would you fight Rick in an MMA match? It wouldn't be fair. It, it, it wouldn't be fair. With all respect, um, I would I would let him hit me a few times just to feel good about himself. And that's all that would happen after that because he'd be looking up. Yeah. Yeah. You know I don't, I, mean? I don't I think, think he, I don't, I don't think he'd answer that, that challenge either. Just, nah, just somebody in nah. here. And, and you know what? That's, that's not, and that's not where we came from anyway, you know, for the most yeah. part. So yeah. Yeah. Someone said here, Riddler3579, enjoyed working with you at WCW. You were always a gentleman and a very good worker. Well, who are you, Riddler3579, that's apparently worked with you in WCW? So there you go. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. And Ian said, Ian said, a friend of mine, Ian, down with that sort of thing. Ian doesn't like when Ric Flair gets a bit of a hammering on here. Sorry, he Ian. No. Oh, he's a big Ric Flair fan? Yeah, he's a big Ric Flair fan. That's okay, Ian. Yeah, hey, listen, you know what? Not everybody's going to like him. Not everybody's going to hate him. Um, I, 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 Again, it's... It's not Simone Biles who goes out there and, and does her thing and wins X amount of goals. That's legit. Yeah. Right? She beat the best in the world. Rick beat who they told him to beat. And Rick lost to who they told him to lose to. So at at one point in your life, which I already, you know, this is already deep in my mind. I didn't beat anybody. They let me beat them. And somewhere along the line, some guys, especially Rick, obviously from what he's saying, he forgot that. He forgot that. Now, I see people out in the audience that, you know, wrestled, probably never wrestled him, but they supported him. They were there at the show supporting him. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. But when you walk out of that ring, realize one thing. That guy that you just wrestled, that you just beat, he let you beat him. Like, what is this that you keep forgetting? Uh, and again, yeah. I know it's 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 a facade, right? It's it's an illusion. You're you're just keeping that that illusion going, you know, that that story going. But there's a time in your life when the story's done. You know, you want to take it until you drop dead in the ring. Maybe that's how you want to go out, I, I guess. What's that now? Yeah. Uh, he wants that... to know, how did the formation of Pretty Wonderful come about? Well, I don't know the, the, the complete story. I only know what was brought to me. So Paul Orndorff came to me in the locker room and said, hey, how would you like to tag with me? And I looked at him and I went, I'd love to tag with you. And he says, oh, I'm so glad you said that. And I'm like, like, what's going on? He goes, oh, oh, he goes, just don't say anything. And I went, okay, what's going on? He says, um, you're, uh, they're thinking about putting you and me together. And I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm with Arn, right? I'm tagging with Arn. No one said anything to me about leaving Arn. Um, and I turned on Arn like that night. Like they, there was no buildup. There was no argument yeah. between us. You know, I get pissed at him. He get pissed at me. There's none of that. It was just one and done. And next thing you know, here comes pretty wonderful. <laughs> just a random then quick decision that was made someday. Yeah, I, I think I don't know so much. Again, I don't know this. I don't. This is not fact. This is fiction. What I'm about to say. Okay. I don't think it was Arn that made that decision. I think it was Rick that, that you know, started the, the chirping. Um, again, don't know why. I don't know why he, he had a, a hard-on for me, but he did. <laughs> you know, he just, he did. He really did. I mean, when I walked out and he did, you know, airplane flying, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was great. It was great. I was like, wow, man, this guy really put me over, you know? Um, but 
it wasn't, I guess it wasn't his decision. It was um, Dusty Rhodes' decision to bring me in. You know? Yeah. They, all right. So let's go down the line. And again, I hope these guys don't take this personal. And, and I hope you people out there, you know, don't think that, you know, I'm a dickhead. Um, because I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm really, I'm not trying to be, I'm really not. Yeah. But look at all the horsemen. Just, just look from the beginning. Name me one, just one. That was a good looking guy. Just name me one. And you guys know more than me because I never watched that shit. So tell me who was a good looking guy and a body to boot. No comments in here. Some, somebody has written in here. There's somebody in here that doesn't like you tonight, Paul. I'm not going to read out much of his comments, but he said, I heard that you used to carry Aaron's bags. <laughs> <laughs> and everything uh, else he said, I'm afraid I can't put on the screen because there's too much bad words in there. Well, you know, I what? think he listen, could be a Ric Flair fan. Yeah, hey, listen, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it takes everybody, right? It takes everybody. Yeah. Um and if if he wants to come over to the UK, I'm signing autographs on the 29th of April. Come and say hi and ask me the question face to face. I'll answer it with you. Right? It's all good. Listen, I'm an old man now, right? He's just left in a woo there. So I think, yeah, I yeah. Think we know where you're coming from. Yeah. So you know what? You know, I'm I'm an older man now. I'm not that young, full of piss and vinegar, ready to throw down with anybody and everybody. So you know what? Bring your bring your candy ass to the UK. <laughs> Come up and say hi to, to Paul Roma, and ask me all the questions you want. We're good. Yeah. Uh, someone wants to know how was it dealing with all those characters back in the day in the WWF locker room? Um, there was mm, wow. So there was there was a lot of characters, but there were a few that kind of sort of bought into their character. That makes sense? So let's say yeah. we'll, take, we'll use a number, 50. Out of 50 wrestlers, they always use a number 100. I don't know why, because I, I never thought there was 100 wrestlers. But, um, okay, we'll use their number. So there's 100 wrestlers. Out of those 100, you're probably going to get, I don't know, maybe less than 10, you know, that bought into their character. Yeah, that that you know believed it for for legit. They believed it. Um, you know, Andre is who Andre is, right? He he yeah. is the the wonder of the world. Um, but he didn't he didn't push that on everybody. At least not what I believe he did. Um, Mister Perfect, funny. You talk about a comedian in the locker room, funny dude. Um, and never, you know, walked around like you would think Mr. Perfect would walk around. So even though there are characters out there, it's kind of like Broadway. You go out, you're, you know, you go watch uh, Beauty and the Beast and the guy's the beast. But when he comes yeah. back and takes that costume off, he's just Joe Blow, right? He's just that guy at the end of the day. And most of the guys did that. I think there were a lot of, I think a lot of the younger guys before getting smartened up and really understanding what was going on in life in wrestling, I think they got in trouble with other wrestlers because they didn't 
they didn't quite get it. They didn't quite understand that this is wrestling. Go out there. They tell you, get beat, you get beat, right? You don't want to do it. You're in the wrong business, you know, go somewhere else. Cause this isn't going to work for you. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, again, it all depends on how, how you're smartened up before you get into business. That's the other thing I was asked. I was actually approached, um, in a hotel room by, uh, another organization, NWA. And, uh, he said, Hey, you should come down there. And I said, yeah, you know, uh, Vince treats me good. You know, I, 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 I want to stay here. Um, he goes, well, you should think about it. You know, we could really do something with you. And I was like, well, I just, I just rather stay here, but I appreciate it. And I got to my room and I was like, shit, did that just happen? You know what I mean? Uh, I just, but you know, was that the right thing to do? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I should have went down there. Maybe I would have, you know, built a character and then, you know, utilize that character, but nobody, uh, when I got came from the wrestling school, nobody taught me that. Nobody smartened me up and said, hey, learn how to, you know, really go at it and work and blah, blah, blah. Our trainer just got us ready to be basically cattle, to be slaughtered, you know. And, and oh, when you go in the ring and you grab a headlock, you know, pose. And, um, you know, when you do this, you know, uh, and never, you know, say you're going to do something to somebody, you know, ask them if you could you know, maybe do, you know, to do something, a move on them. And um, yeah. So it was, again, I didn't know anything about the business and nobody smartened me up. That's why yeah. in my school, I smarten everybody up. Yeah. We're going to talk about your school a little bit, but I want to, I want to, there was an interesting story that came out this week that, that you'd know more about than me, but I was, there was an A&E biography recently and Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were both part of this show. And, there was one segment in it where Bischoff was talking about that Hogan had this creative thing in his WCW contract. And he said that Hogan only used it one time ever at WCW Starcade in 1997. And I know you weren't there at the time where he wanted to lose or he didn't want to lose to Sting. Sorry. But Bischoff made a point of saying that Hogan only ever used his creative power that one night in WCW. Do you think that that's true? No, no, no. I, I, I Hogan, Hogan never wanted to get beat and wanted to beat everybody's finish. He wanted you to give your finish to him so he could kick out. That's, that's who Hogan was. Um, again, in the beginning, when, I started there. There were, obviously I didn't know him. I didn't know anybody. As time moved on, as I moved up the food chain, um, you know, Hogan would ask me, hey, you want to go to the gym? I got a limo outside, you know, and yeah, sure, I'll go, you know, because I always wanted to go to the gym. Um, you know, we chatted. Uh, I thought we got along. You know, the, the respect was there. There were things that I witnessed that changed the way that I, I felt about him. Um, and then things that happened with his son, where, where somebody was killed and uh, things that they heard him saying that they recorded and played. Um, yeah. It just, it, it just didn't end. So what, once I lost respect mm -hmm. for him, now I started hearing all these things happening 
but you know, after I was out of wrestling. And if you're a scumbag now, chances are you were a scumbag then. You know what I mean? It, it's just one of those things. Um, I haven't changed in, in all these years. At least that's what people tell me, you know, and people that haven't seen me in, in, in a while. Um, that's, that's just me. I just, I just, I, I am who I am and I'm not going to, I'm not going to change for anybody. You take me as I am, or we just won't get along and that's okay. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to make friends. Uh, if I, if I meet somebody and I don't ask them a lot of questions, like my wife would be like, so, uh, you know, what's going on with that? I don't know. Well, did you ask, where do they live? I have no idea. Well, what is, I, I don't know. Like, don't you ask him anything? I'm like, no. You know why I don't? Because I only ask questions that will satisfy me. I'm not going to ask a bunch of questions that they're not, it's not going to change my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you come to me and you go, hey, listen, get you on this podcast. We're going to make a ton of money and we'll be able to do some charities like you wanted to do. Like, you know, you support, say, Jude or, you know, this one or that one and blah, blah, blah. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions because now you got, you know, you piqued my interest. But other than that, unless it's going to change, affect my life in some way, I only ask what I need to ask. I don't need to know everything about you. Right? Yeah. You're, 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 you're just passing the person. You pass them in the grocery store. Hey, how you doing? Great. Who's that? I have no idea. Okay, fine. You know, or that's Rick or that's, you know, whatever. What does he do for a living? Well, you talk to him for 20 minutes. I didn't ask him what he does for a job because it does. I don't give a shit. How does what he does for a living change my life? How? how? So that's yeah. me. So if I don't seem interested in you, that's really not the point. I, I need to find something that, you know, about you that's going to change my life. What, what effect is going to have my life? You got a gun in your pocket? Well, that could have a, a dramatic change in my life if you pull yeah. a gun on me. You know what I mean? Or, or you mishandle it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's people took it the wrong way. You know, they yeah. really did. And it's just shame on them for, for doing that because you know what? I'm real. You guys may be a bunch of fucking phonies, but I'm real. And if you don't like me when I keep it real, you know what? Like I tell everybody, then do what you got to do. Do what you have to do and let's see what the outcome is. Yeah. yeah, I was wanted to ask you about some a guy that you worked with in WCW quite a lot. I've had him on the show. He's been through some personal problems, and he seems to be in a really good place in his life now. Uh, Buff Bagwell, what was he like to work with? He was working with the Patriot with you guys back in WCW. A lot of matches together. Yeah, we were what we call married to them. Um, yeah, he, he was. He was from what I I gathered. Um, he's what you would consider a spoiled bitch <laughs> you know what i mean rich kid um i guess he his family knew somebody in the office wcw office he had he had heat with a lot of people because he, he just didn't listen you get in a match with him you're calling spots and you're the veteran and he's he's trying to call things and do things to you it's not how it works um you know and he just made people mad really mad um 
I was at an autograph show just a few years ago, and he comes walking through with no shirt on. I mean, seriously, who does that shit? I mean, show some show some class, dude. You 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 went to the gym, you worked out, and now you come walking through. Like, why? Why? It's like me signing autographs while there's a wrestling match going on. I'm taken away from them. You know, a girl walks through with tits hanging out. People are going to look, you know, you, you're doing the same thing. There's not much difference than, than what you did. And it's just unprofessional. And, and I look and I go all these years and nothing's changed all these years and nothing's changed. It's just how it is. Maybe, maybe you have to struggle Maybe you got to know what it's like to have a few bucks in your pocket and try and figure out how you're going to survive that day by buying a 99-cent burger and making it last. I don't think a lot of these guys know what it's like to struggle, to go through that, to be to, to grow up poor in a, in a one-paycheck uh, one family of five. And you ate everything when when soup was your meal. Now you, you have soup in the beginning, you have salad, you have bread, you have you know, you 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 know, a five-course meal. When when macaroni was your meal, and just macaroni, that is it. Where the hell's the protein in that? But that's what people had to do to survive. Yeah. I don't think, you know. He had any idea what that, what the hell that was to survive. I do. I I lived it. So you know yeah. what? That's why I respect people until they disrespect me. And then I have no unless you don't respect yourself. I have no respect for you either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. You know, he was trouble for the most part. But he had somebody in the WCW office that was protecting him. Yeah. The, the guy here that was giving you a bit of stick said, I'm just busting your balls, Rome. I think you, you think you could be scared now, Paul. You're after getting fired up there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, uh, and Buff was an interesting one. I know, like, DDP has been helping straighten him out. And, you know, he he wasn't um, in a good place there for a while. So uh, it is what it is, as we say. As a question here, thoughts on Gorilla Monsoon? Gorilla Monsoon to me, was a gem of a man. He was, he tried to, he tried to be, he's a big boy. He tried to be tough. He really did. And when, when I got yelled at by gorilla, which wasn't often, or other guys got yelled at, you know, I was glad it wasn't me while he was screaming at them, but he, his intent was sincere. Yeah. You know, he, he was just, this is what you need to do. And, and he kept you straight. Um, Try to keep, you know, that, that respect level up. I love the guy. I thought he, I, I, I think he's a great guy. Um, And it's just sad that, you know, what happened to his, his son, you yeah. know, and he had yeah. to, you know, bear that. Yeah, we're coming up kind of to near our, our podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. I know you're just off the back of a sold-out show, 
but there's yeah. a few things that needs to be addressed on your end there with stuff that's going on locally as well. Well, so our students at Paradise Alley, we um, we have shows and we I use them in our shows so they can start honing their skills. Uh, I pick their matches apart for for what I know, uh, and I and and try and really sharpen them. You know, like, and, and I, and I, when I tell you I nitpick, I, I pick up so much stuff now that when I'm not in wrestling, it, it's just amazing. I, I amaze myself actually, because I'm like, wow, you know, I can't, believe, but anyway, um, and all the promotions. So we're in Connecticut, you have Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, um, some, some promotion in Can- in Canada. Uh, then you have Pennsylvania, New Jersey, um, our guys go and they are really, um, they're used a lot. Once I deem them fit to go out there and work for other organizations, they can't. So there is a, uh, local org- organization. Um, it's called NEW and, um, I had back years and years ago, we, we tried to work something out with this promoter and he's only a promoter. He, he, he can't do storylines. He can't train people. He doesn't have his own ring. He has sponsors or a sponsor, uh, which makes him strong, right? Because you have a sponsor, sure. you could money. Excuse me, you could bring in names, right? And yeah, so he's a I don't know, maybe stands four feet three or something like that. He's like a little penguin. Think of the penguin in the in in Batman, right? And that's him. Um, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. And he thinks he's got this power because, well, he could pay people more than I can pay him for my shows, right? Because he has a sponsor. So all this time I tell the guys, yeah, you can work for the guy. You can work for the guy. You can work for the guy. Well, now he starts playing games with me and and some of my students. And, And that just doesn't happen. Now, back in our day, we could go up there. I could slap the little penguin on his, on his cheeks Make him cry and pat him on the back of his ass and tell him to go home. Don't come back into the state anymore or I'm going to beat the shit out of you next time. And that would be the end of that. That's what men did back then. Okay. That's not the case anymore. You can't do that. Right. So what I'm going to do is, and I hope he sees this, I'm cutting off his supply. Since he uses 90% of my wrestlers in his shows, other than the ones that have already worked for him, I told them, you've worked for him before, I'm not going to stop you now. But any new students coming out of my school will not work for him or they're out of my school. They are done. So you know what? The stable that he's been pulling all his good horses from is now closed. Because I don't play games with this guy. Why do you have to play? try to play games with me? Right? I mean, there's no reason for it. He's making it difficult on these young kids trying to break through, really. Isn't that the biggest issue here? Well, what what he's doing is he's promising them, and I don't know what. Um, like he had promised Big Jim, God rest his soul. So Jim worked for me. He was from my school. And then he went and worked in NEW. Well, NEW said, you know, beat him. And he goes, hey, listen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I got you, man. So you know, he's back at my school and I'm putting him in our shows. And then he comes to me and he says, Hey, listen, you know, Mike, 
wants me to go work for him and he's going to do this for me and that for me. And I said, dude, he already burned you once. You're going to get burned again. I mean, you know, no, no, no. I, I, he means it this time. He means it this time. So sure enough, he goes, I said, I warned you. And he burns him again. And then promises, promises. I think he ended up having a, uh, what they call them, little people now, had a midget beat him. Now, Big Jim is, just take the name for what it is. Um, yeah. And he came back to me and, and I said, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do with you? You know, well, you know, I know you told me, you told me. I said, dude, how many times can I tell you? And I tell my other students now, this guy, I don't know what he promises them. He, I mean, I don't know, uh, no idea, but whatever it is. And he's, he's just a, a promote. He's out of New York. The guy lives in New York. He doesn't even live in Connecticut. And he's only a, a independent wrestling. That's all he is. He's no different than mine or somebody in Rhode Island. It's the same. He has a sponsor. That's the only difference. But other than that, he holds little shows. And he uses my students. So you know what? Done. Cutting it off. And if they want to go and show me disrespect, go. You won't come back. He can't train you. He can't tell you how to work. He There's nothing he can He can't correct you. Like I said, he doesn't even own his own ring. He rents some half-ass ring. At least I have a WWE ring. You know, I have a legit ring that they use in the WWE. I mean, he used some rackety old put-together. I mean, they got they got boards that, that are on swivels that, you know, I mean, go down under the canvas. It's, 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 I don't know. It, it's just, I can't figure it out, you know, what this dude's about, but he doesn't want to see, he thinks he's the only promotion in town, the only game in town. And he's not, he's not. Yeah. So, just someone saying here, respect Paul for this attitude. You have to stand up to that. Someone else agreeing with you here. Uh, someone asking, uh, when Paul Roma is coming to London, Paul Roma is going to Manchester, April 29th. Is, are you are you there Saturday and Sunday, both days? Yeah, so I fly in Thursday. Um, I think I'm signing. I think it's two days of signing, and then they fly me out Sunday, and I get home Monday. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just keep an eye. Go to the, for the love of wrestling. Dot com, I think, is the website, and you get all the information there about times and dates and stuff like that. But it's a huge, huge convention. I think I've got a couple of those guys on my podcast next week, and we're going to be yeah. talking about what the fans can can look forward to at that. Yeah, listen, I, I wish my I wish my action figures were finished. They're not. They're uh, being painted now. Um, they look great. You know, Hercules okay, you've got figures do. coming. I do, I do. Zombie Sailor. Um, so yeah, I was uk with me um so what i'm going to have with me is the power and glory so i'm going to have the the glory shirt i'm going to have the four horsemen shirt i'm going to have the young stallion shirt and those could be up up for sale yeah someone said i'll see you at wrestlecon down in connecticut in may um it's news to me i don't know if i'm at wrestlecon Okay, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, people, you know, people tell me, hey, I'll see you here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not booked there. I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now uh, we'll finish up on this little question. Thoughts on Vince McMahon's brief retirement? 
Wow. Well, I don't even think I don't even he didn't retire. He didn't retire at all, did he? <laughs> Listen, Mario said it best. There's no way he is leaving his baby. There's no way. And and now so it's worth like seven billion dollars or something like that. And he's asking for something like ten. Nine point five, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um hey, listen, ask. Yeah. Right? Ask. You got nothing to lose. Ask. Your 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 daughter, your son-in-law, your son. Um, they'll be set for life. Their kids will be set for life. Um, you know, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, Triple H is not stupid. And I'm not talking about just spending money. I'm talking about in the in business sense. Yeah. He's, you know, when when your product NXT is better than the WWE show they're putting on, you know what you're doing. You you got it going on. So um he'll be successful, whatever he does. Not that it'll have to be, because again, he's gonna have money that he can reinvest into something or something else or Maybe he wants to start another federation. I probably not, but um, or you know, dabble into something else. Watch his kids grow, whatever the case may be, you know. But good for him. Yeah. Uh, just to finish up, then look, man, we, we'll hopefully talk again. I'll hopefully see you when you're laying over here in Ireland. And um, just before we go, then when is this figure expected to drop? Maybe when it's when it's ready to go, we might get you on here and uh, have a look at it. Well, it was supposed to it was supposed to drop in April. And I said, you know, well, it was actually supposed to drop last year. And then uh, he said, well, it should be ready. I said, well, I'm going to the UK in April. He goes, oh, it, it'll definitely be ready by then. It's not. Unless some okay. miracle happens, it's not. So yeah. um, I'm guessing probably by August of yeah. this year. Yeah. would probably be a safe bet. Yeah, and just one more person wanted to know just where they can keep an eye on your upcoming appearances. Where's the best place across social media or anything wow. to keep an you eye know, on? Um, probably just Facebook, my Facebook page, because I'm going to be posting that up soon because yeah. you know, we still have time. It's not till April. Um, so anything that you know involves me, like if WrestleCon, if I'm there, I'll put it up on, on my Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for answering my questions. I'll see you in May at the 80s convention in Morristown, New Jersey. <laughs> Listen, I hope so. You know, it'd be nice. Listen, I really enjoy it. I hate to say it this way because it sounds cheap. I enjoy my fans. I really do. They show me so much respect. Uh, you know, when they come up and I sign some form and we we stand there and we chat, uh, it's, it's great. They're so respectful of, of, you know, our conversation. And I... I wholeheartedly really want to say thank you to everybody and, and thank you to you for having me on your show and hopefully you'll yep. have me back. Listen, I'm not as, um, I'm not like Mancini, man. I can't tell stories like him. I could listen to him and get, he just told stories for an hour. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were, you were, you were feeding me. You were feeding me. So I was feeding yeah, yes, and, you. And thanks and to the people in the up. chat as well. Dublin, 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 pints of Guinness. There, how far are you from over from Dublin? From Dublin, I'm about ninety minutes away. Everything is very short over here. Okay, all right. So Listen, uh, I don't I don't drink. We can I get you. Know. We have Guinness Zero over there. We've got Guinness Zero now. It's got non-alcoholic Guinness. Oh, really? done. Yeah, done. done. Uh, I'm in dark. Something. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks a million, man. 
Yes, thank you, everybody. Thank you.